This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Do you struggle bringing the same old, same old on your backpacking trips? Is your gear list getting too bland? Then it's time to spice things up with the alternative gear list of Ridicularity. This assortment of 100 optional items will bring conversation, odd glances, and sometimes selfie fame to your trips. Choose from five-pound swords, patio chairs, extra-large but impossible-to-eat gummy bears, and much more. Check it out at backpackingandblisters.com. What's up, everybody? This is Derek, Feliz Navidad, and Happy New Year. We are so excited to be back, and with me today is the only man who can whistle in the summertime and send all the animals into hibernation, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> send them early, baby. That's right. Welcome to the Backpack and Wishes Podcast, everybody. Happy New Year. With me today is Derek. He's a man who always says buying large, expensive headphones is not a good idea. Mm. That, of course, is sound advice. Oh, wow. That's, I don't know where you get your material. It never gets old. Yeah, some uh, resolutions this year, my friend. No, I don't. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's, it. They never. I'm not gonna do the whole like. I'm gonna do a resolution, and then I'm not. Gonna I just. Do I it. didn't say that you had to do, and I just asked if you had any. Are you that gracious. guy? Are you that guy? It's like I'm not gonna eat hamburgers for the next year, and then you do it like a week later. Um, I've set goals for you in the past goals, like respond to 60% or more of the texts I send you and, and they always fail. So I'm not doing them. right. <laughs> but I just wasn't expecting, expecting such a grumpy response at the gate. Like ah, humbug, I'm not doing resolutions. I, I try to make the things I want to do a lifestyle, not a resolution. Does okay. that make sense? That sounds like very philosophical and it I'm is. proud of you. It's deep. I'm deep. Right. Okay. okay. Well, either way we we're starting off our, you know, our 2024 mm. with a bang. We've got one of the most famous backpackers, maybe of all time on the show. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, there's yeah, some big really, claims. Just, really there's Derek. some big claims we're going to talk about. Some big claims. <laughs> For sure. So we'll see. <laughs> Is he big to us? Is he big to the world? He's big to, yeah, big we'll in the backpacking world for sure. He's definitely so. big, yeah. All right, so we got Bible verse for this episode is Hebrews 12.1. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Okay, so he's he's a racer. That's kind of the connection there. Mm. Derek, what's the race marked out for you? What's the race marked at? <laughs> what did you marked say? Marked out? Marked out Literally repeating the verse I just what's read. What's the race? Well, you got to say it. Uh, <laughs> what's the race marked out for me? Yeah. <laughs> You don't know, do you? You don't have an answer for this your, one. Your questions, your questions are the Thank best, you. dude. Just straight from the, is, are you claiming straight from the Bible on this one? Oh, you're doing? Yeah. Is my question from the Bible? <laughs> okay. I'll, you want me to repeat it? Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. What's the race marked out for you? What's the race marked out for me? So yeah. I've never, okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you don't have an answer, I wouldn't feel bad about this one. Most people don't even consider this whatsoever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mark it. I'm going to mark it out. Okay. You want me to mark it out? I'll mark it out. I don't know that you're in charge marking it out. We don't we're not always in charge of our own future or destiny. We think we are, but we're not. Then how would I 
this is, this is the problem with your question. It's not the problem. What's the what's the race marked out for me? But if I'm not yeah. marking it out, so you want me to like you get it? You get to seek wisdom. You get to seek the uh, Lord to find out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's one of determination, Carl. It's one of determination. Okay. Well, I believe okay. that you definitely need determination to get through a day in your life. I need determination to get through an episode with you. What is That's your right. what is your marked out path? Well, at this point. I'm just following the path, which is to keep on making an awesome podcast with you and to keep on having our B&B Bible study. We're getting out on a monthly basis, and then we're, mm. um, we're we're shifting it back to weekly kind of once we hit summer season. But And then, yeah, my race in terms of 2024 is going to involve more like semi-weekly Bible studies with uh, my family and another local family. So that's what I got. That's, that's actually one of your best answers in wow. seven years. So You don't compliment ever it started it started off a little weak it started off a little weak i thought it was a little pc but then you went into the bible say okay that's good thank you you're growing races let's get let's get to like actual you know tangible races so to speak with jeff Mm. who is an excellent guest he's Mm. got some fun stories here we go jeff garmeyer right now with us today is a man who has set speed records on the Colorado Trail, the Arizona Trail, the John Muir Trail, and many more. He's also a movie star, Jeff Garmeyer. How's it going, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, you're like a legend in the backpacking community, the trail running community, just like the adventure community as a whole. So, like, we just appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I try to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you're, you're highly valued, for sure. So if you go like on your Instagram, like you can't even fit all of your achievements on like, this is kind of like, you know, how you're known or what you're known for. It just kind of lists like this, 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 this comma, like, et cetera. So you are going to be introduced to, you know, somebody who, who's also big time in the outdoor world, somebody like Bear Grylls or Alex Honnold. How would you want a mutual friend to introduce you to them? They would say like, this is Jeff, he, and then like, how would you fill in the blank there? Wow. That's a really good first question. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I think maybe start with like 35,000 miles of through hiking, backpacking, and I don't know what it's currently at, but 20 plus speed records and yeah, number trail running things. I don't know. That's a really good one. I'm going to, that's going to keep me up. Yeah. You got to impress him, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would say. It'd probably be a pretty awkward conversation if it's with Alex Honnold. I don't think he would be that boastful too. <laughs> uh, for sure. I can just share from my own experience. If a friend is introducing me to somebody, whether it's somebody like supposedly important or not, whatever, however they're going to introduce me is going to be very embarrassing. So I just like the thought of like, if you could kind of fill in the blank yourself, just kind of interesting. I don't know, conversational experience. Uh, yeah. At one point I was introduced as the Michael Jordan of through hiking. That Okay. That's not bad, right? Yeah. It's, it's a little cringy, but you know, I didn't say it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I got introduced as uh, this is Carl. He likes games and stuff. That was like a real introduction I had to somebody new because, because we had like a, I don't know, a common ground. Where we like playing board games. <laughs> I thought that was like, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a worse intro than that, to be honest. Yeah. That's pretty tough. I'll take the Michael Jordan of whatever. How about Michael Jordan, Mike, Michael Jordan of board games. That's right. I don't, actually, okay. I take that back. Maybe not of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fill in whatever nerdy thing. And then, yeah, I think I'll save that. They can like discover that about me later. All right, so you mentioned like tens of thousands of trail miles. And so you've had just, I mean, I can't imagine the experiences you had out on the trail. I mean, we have crazy experiences doing like, you know, a weekend backpacking trip. So you've done like with the tens of thousands of miles, what's been like one of your oddest, craziest, or most unexpected encounters or experiences? Oh, man. Uh, I think being charged by both uh, moose and at a different time a grizzly are kind of stand out as pretty next level. And then also getting to, uh, on the Appalachian Trail in the winter, getting to the Kennebec River in Maine and seeing ice on both sides and having no food and basically just knowing I had to swim across. That was one of the first times that I did something and looked back and it was like, well, I don't really need to ever repeat that. That was a little over my head. Too risky. I should have known what was coming up. So I think it's a lot of those little stepping stones where you just realize you're 
pushing the envelope a little bit and hopefully you learn from it or the comfort zone expands or the skill set. But yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of different things. And I think the more miles and regions you go to, just the weird chance encounters of seeing random people that you knew from a totally different state or a totally different trail, those are always pretty fun too to just re-recognize someone in a different area. I've had that happen before. That is that is crazy. You're like, how do you like why are you here the same day I am? That's just kinda yeah, it's weird. Yep. Okay, so I think I know the moose story. Was the moose story the one where you were trying to pick up some antlers that you found on the trail and then realized they were attached to a living moose? Is that that one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, close. Yeah. I saw the antlers laying there 20 feet away and was like, oh, these are sweet. I'm getting close to a town. And as I got closer, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's two moose here. So there's two of up, them. Okay. Backed up, but gotcha. they were, uh, I was too close for their comfort. So it became a okay. bad dash into the bushes to get away from them. I like the story better where you got your hands on the antlers before you start. <laughs> before you, before yeah, you I'm like blindfolded. You're like yanking, like, why aren't these coming out of the brush? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell it like that from okay, now on. Yeah, you got to up it every time. Um, I haven't heard the grizzly story. All right, so so a grizzly charged you. Was it like a false charge and you had to stand your ground or what happened? Yeah, it was a yeah, bluff charge. Came I was in the Bob Marshall Wilderness okay. just south of Glacier National Park. Yep. Came around a corner and a mama bear had her head in the bushes. I didn't see the cubs at the time. And then she heard me backed up a little and I saw two cubs behind her. And so I just froze and then she kind of growled and I started backing up. I grabbed my bear spray and then her cubs took off into the bushes and she charged right at me. I don't know, probably 10, 12 feet away. And I'd never really looked up when you're supposed to start deploying bear spray, (laughs) so I just never did. And I'm just standing there (laughs) holding it just at the mercy of this many hundred pound uh, bear. And then she stopped 10, 12 feet away, got up on her hind legs, growled some more. And then as we both heard her cubs crashing through the bushes, maybe a couple hundred yards away at that point, she ran off and uh, chased them. And I had so much adrenaline going at that point. I was just like kind of just in my own head hiking on from there. And I came across, there were two mules that were tied up just maybe a quarter mile down the road or down the trail. And they, uh, yeah, they were just tied up there. So I started telling them my whole grizzly encounter story, just to like talk to some living thing and well you're talking talking to the mules not the mule owners just to clarify the mules and then i (laughs) and then i looked because i heard like some or saw some movement and the mule owners were just like 50 feet away sitting on a log (laughs) and i didn't say anything to them i just started like hiking on and just put a bunch of miles between me and them because i felt so weird about it Uh, that's, that's pretty funny okay all right, the third story you shared about crossing the river. Okay, I think I saw some documentary where it was like, I don't know, there's some like remote gold mining show. Somebody had to cross a cold river, and so they built like this raft where they, it was just a small raft where they put a lit fire on it so that when they got out on the other side, they could just like immediately warm themselves. Anything like that going on? Um, Sort of. So I got there, and it was... Yeah, super cold, and and uh, I had a resupply just maybe four or five miles after crossing that river. So what I did okay. when I got there is I knew I'd be just super cold once I got out, hopefully if I got across. So I stripped naked, actually, and crossed in just my okay. shoes so that I had all warm, dry clothes to put on on the other side. And like thinking okay. back, if because it was probably, I don't know, 38, 40 degrees, very cold, but still flowing. Yikes. So. But if, yeah, something had gone wrong, just a naked body would have floated downstream or something. (laughs) (laughs) Naked man with shoes found floating. You don't want that to be your, yeah, the final headline. Yeah, John Doe. John Doe, that's right. I'm glad you're okay with both those encounters and experiences. That's, yeah, that's some crazy stuff for sure. So another thought I had is like when when I'm watching some of the videos you put out there, when you're on trail, you've got the earbuds in. I mean, you're doing... You're doing a lot of miles with earbuds. So what are you listening to? Man. Um, Besides the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number one. And once I'm all caught up, uh, I, for a while, probably from like 2019 to 
I don't know, maybe a year ago. I used them a lot just for when I made videos. So the audio was a little bit better. So not as much listening to stuff, but every video that I would make, it would have the earbuds so that the audio was a little bit better. But I w- will listen okay. to some stuff at night or something, especially on an FKT or something like that. Um, right. Yeah. I, I really like Sam Cooke type stuff, like some okay. all, all kinds of just easygoing, smooth stuff. Uh, not a huge metal head or anything like that. All right. <laughs> right, right. That's interesting. That's actually a good strategy, I guess. I didn't even think about that. If you're kind of doing some like selfie videos and stuff to try to get some better audio than, you know, whatever the phone provides. So interesting. Okay. A little, little quick hack there for people making selfie videos, Instagram stars out there. Yeah. And speaking of stars. All right. So you're the star of the movie free outside. <laughs> yeah. A fastest known time attempt on the Colorado trail. We can talk about kind of where that's going to be, where that can be found and that, that sort of thing here in a minute, but there's a lot of just FKT attempts, FKT documentaries out there. So what's making this story different or what what's attracting people to this one? Yeah, we went with the feature film approach with a editor who is a friend who works in Hollywood, um, director who's directed a lot of trail running stuff too. Um, yeah, and just documenting an unsupported FKT. I mean, it's mostly based on my own selfie videos more than anything and then telling the story a lot more with before and after uh like interviews and then some drone stuff or some footage stuff too and then just sort of telling the story of the colorado trail along with it so yeah it's just kind of a different take on the shorter youtube style making it more the the feature length and putting it making it in 4k editor storyline all that kind of stuff it's a better cinematography more of a like established storyline yeah, yeah, and sort of, and with um, professional sound engineer after the fact, colorist, all original music, all that kind of stuff took a year and a half to get to a finished product. So it definitely comes with, uh, I guess, the things that I don't know. More people work on something; it takes a lot longer to come out with. So yeah, I know that you were kind of showing it more locally, so it have these local venues where you can go watch it. And it's more of an event. Um, so I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Is where what's the future for this film in terms of like where we might be able to see it or watch it or what's, you know, kind of where are we in this process? Yeah. Right now a distribution company has it and is pitching it to streaming services like a prime or Netflix, uh, that, that kind of route or Hulu or whatever. Um, and then, so hopefully around, let's say March or something, it should, be out on a streaming platform and then it will be in the spring one form or another no matter how that goes and then in the meantime still looking at probably adding two to three more dates um kind of just picked out cities and toured it there so we might do like a phoenix flagstaff type thing and then a la screening and then be done with the this the screening realm are you are you there when you screen them yeah i think i've been to i mean at least most of them yeah and then we do okay. a Q and A after the fact, usually me or the director or the editors there. And yeah, it's right. pretty fun. Pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> it's like kind of like a band going on tour then, right? You're just like, I'm touring around watching the vid and, and then you're like the star afterwards. Yeah. It's pretty wild to see it on the big screen. I mean, I've seen it too many times now. It's like, I know everything that's going to happen, but it's pretty fun to just see audiences when, and this is really goes to show how good the director and the editor whereas when people laugh when they're supposed to laugh or like gasp when they're supposed to gasp or right. that kind of thing the reactions are really cool it's amazing what video and a storyline can do to an audience and they're all watching it together so you get to experience like the energy of 300 people reacting to the same thing at the same time yeah i'm, ex- I'm excited to see it for sure like there's a, a trailer's been out for a while and so you've got it kind of re- reveals a little bit but it sounds looks like sounds like there's a lot of just challenges like physical, mental, emotional challenges that you experience. I'm mean, really, you know, when it, whether it's this one or whatever FKT you're doing that you, you just have a lot of ups and downs on the trail. So like, what are the biggest ones that, that kind of pop out when you think about these trips? Like what are the kind of the biggest challenges you have? Yeah. On this one, doing anything unsupported for nine days is crazy because Usually you have a resupply or right. cash or anything to break up that trip, but 
starting from mile zero and knowing that you don't really get a break for 490 miles and everything that you're going to need is in your pack. And so right. started at around 30 pounds or so. It's mm -hmm. And then still trying to do 50 plus miles a day. It's just really hard to grasp, grasp something that long and that hard. So the main challenge was just the duration of it. And like on day two, three, four, when you're exhausted, tired, and struggling, you still have like more than double that left. So it's just really hard to mentally stay positive. And once you lose that mental toughness, you sort of lose everything as far as the success and having that willpower to sleep for two hours instead of just turning off the alarm and sleeping in until six or seven in the morning. So it's it really is so mental. Almost every physical challenge can kind of be overcome within reason or it's either going to take you off the trail or it's not. It's those in-between ones that you have to choose to deal with rather than let them pull you off the trail. I find that when I, yeah, when, when kind of morale is low and you're struggling, your, your energy's low, I find sometimes coming across the right person on the trail who might be traveling the opposite direction can be a big time morale boost. Did you have those experiences where people are just like, they're just feeding you encouragement as you're going? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think more so the views and stuff. So I'd lived in Colorado for about five years from maybe okay. four and a half years or so. And even connecting the places, I'd never done the Colorado trail, but I climbed all the 14ers in the area. So seeing and connecting each little micro mountain range within the Rockies uh, just was this morale booster. Like, oh, I'm getting towards right. San Luis Peak and then I'm getting towards the collegiates and things like that. It was just like this connection in my mind that would really spur me on or something. Or I got through the collegiate loop portion of the trail or just these little things because having this bigger goal that was not already broken up in a resupply spreadsheet as most things are, I had to come up with these other micro goals along the way. And it mm. more was landmarks or viewpoints or maybe like a highway crossing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really what I focused on. I think the treat is seeing other hikers or other people out there, but I don't know. I think it's hard to let that dictate everything, especially when so many miles are in the night and you're just passing some tents and stuff. <laughs> I'll say that signposts are big for me too. Like that one where you're just like, man, yep. are we there yet? <laughs> and then you see the signpost, you're like, thank the Lord. Yeah. Actually, the last time we did a, a yeah. trip where we were out talking about like in the wee hours of the night, it was crazy. Like you're passing tents, like you're saying, but we actually encountered somebody with bobbin headlamps coming the opposite way who was just starting a backpacking trip. Just, they must've started at like 9 PM. It was like the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that wasn't too common for you. No, not, not too common. Um, yeah, I don't even think I saw too much wildlife out there, but yeah, any okay. little thing I just, I think from a lot of time alone in the, in the wilderness, especially some lesser used portions of trails you just treat like any little upper is a good one um just in the passive use like oh there's a lake in 10 miles if i get there by this time i'm gonna go for a swim that type of thing like oh, dangling yeah. little carrots and little reprieves from just breaking up you know you're walking all day it's not i don't right. find it boring but you gotta have little treasures along the way too for sure okay so getting back to the, like the unsupported nature of this this is what blows me away about unsupported is because I know what that means and I know what that is involved. Like, so just to clarify for everybody else out there, it's not where you can just like stash some gear, some food along the way, and then you pick it up. Like you can't cash things. You have to have everything with mm -hmm. you point A to point B. And so for me, like the food is what blows me away. You're talking nine days on the trail and at least from my own experiences, if you're doing, you're talking like 50 miles in a day, I'm guessing like you had to do some calculations where we're talking like eight to 10,000 calories a day. And so, you know, you multiply that out. Like, were you packing like 70 K calories to start the trip? Something like that? I think I did about 5,500 per day and just depended on losing oh, weight. No. So it would be, that's crazy. Yeah. It would just slowly degrade. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. It was all portioned into each day. This is what I have to eat. It was mostly snack food. 80% was about as high calories per ounce as I could get. And the other 20% was like 
uh, emotionally uplifting food or like this little tree right, or right. something that I would enjoy. So yeah, it was okay. a lot of calculation and planning and like how little do I think I can make it work on. But still like 50,000 calories. I mean, that's still a lot. Like that's still, when you're talking about you're starting with a 30 pound pack, the the overwhelming majority of that had to be food, right? Oh yeah, by far. I think the the base weight I'm sure was in like the single digits or something, probably, I don't know, 20 pounds of food or something. Okay, that is crazy. And you were disciplined enough to be like, okay, I want more than 5,500 calories today. I am tired, I'm still hungry, but I can't eat. You You could do that. Yeah, but you do make little concessions along the way, like, oh, okay. I really want something salty, so I trade something sweet from today for something <laughs> salty from tomorrow. So you do make little trades, but you try to keep it within reason. You're like bartering with your future self. <laughs> trading with, yeah, exactly, trading with your future self. Okay. When I was doing the math, I was like, that's crazy to have that much weight just, just in food. Oh my gosh. Okay. But it drops down really quick too, as far as like- Yeah, that's the nice part, right? Is you're losing the weight literally- so, so quick. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anytime somebody spends a lot of time on the trail, we always want to know like gear that's working for them, gear that's not. So three pieces of gear that, that worked for you, you'd, you'd bring it again. You still have it. Like, what are we talking about here? Man, uh, I love quilts. So rather than a sleeping bag, uh, okay. like a catabatic quilt is what I've used for nearly every mile I've ever backpacked. So, uh, I actually had two of them because I love them so much. Um, okay. Yeah. they. I mean, I just think they work perfect whether you're car camping or on the trail. They can be a blanket when it's hot or a full sleeping bag when it's cold and pretty good down to, I don't know, maybe mid-teens for temperature if you get like a 20 degree one and have some extra stuff there. So right. that's definitely high up. Man, where else do I splurge? Uh or like well, I mean, it could like, be anything. It could be like your trekking poles, your shoes, your headband, your uh, tiger shirt, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I, I think the <laughs> lightweight trekking poles, even though like carbon sometimes snaps, I think they're so nice. Uh, heavier trekking poles, you'll just, I mean, you're already going to burn more calories by using trekking poles. So the lighter you have, mm -hmm. the better you'll be. I've had arms cramp in the past from using trekking poles for really 50 plus miles or even during a yeah. ultra ultra marathon or something so lightweight trekking okay. poles i like the gossamer gear lt5s there's pretty light and since they're um they do twist lock which some people don't like but that makes them pretty modular so you can replace them pretty easily too so that's okay. a huge one and then yeah i think a fun shirt or whatever there's plenty of options out there and some companies have come out in the last few years too uh, i have a tiger shirt that i cut the sleeves off and hemmed up myself that's pretty fun but something that helps remind you even if it's an fkt or through hike or just a weekend backpacking trip that you're having fun out there you're exploring doing something fun it also makes the pictures more fun just a little spice of fun no matter how you want to do it if it's a hat or fun socks or wear a kilt i don't know just i think it's it's all <laughs> recreation and the peak level of anything in this sport isn't very high so you better be having fun along the way too all right, so just out of curiosity, so we have a lot of experience with uh, snapped trekking poles with this podcast. Okay. When you're talking about you breaking trekking poles on the trail, I get that the carbon fiber ones break more easily. I do get that. How frequently would you say you break one? Like every thousand miles, more frequently, less frequently? Where are we at? Maybe one every long through hike. I think I broke Okay. maybe two on the 7,000-mile Great Western Loop, maybe Wow. three on the calendar year triple crown not very often and it's like you'll fall and land on it and it won't break and then you'll just stick it in a rock wrong and it'll snap right randomly it's it doesn't make any sense so well the the ones that we break make sense because we had one guy with anger rage who just like got so mad he just like smacked it against a tree and and that did it yeah that'll usually so do we, it for whether it's a <laughs> carbon fiber or aluminum or whatever you have yeah or, or steel yeah. if you're really strong. So <laughs> titanium, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there any piece of gear where you're like, I brought this on a hike, I bought brought this on FKT, whatever, and oh my goodness, was this terrible. I tried to make my own alcohol stove way back in the day and took it a few times. Okay. And it was like, this is number one, a fire hazard. <laughs> number two, it sucks and it doesn't weigh hard it barely weighs less than just a stove design for taking. So I think we're really seeing alcohol stoves disappear, but back in the day, 10 years ago or so, 
I tried that whole movement to have the lightweight like little beer can stove that you make and it it did right. not perform like everyone pretends it does. No, I predicted that that would be a, a trend that would die out pretty fast and then but it's like making a comeback this year for whatever reason. I don't know why, but we'll have to circle back to that cuz that's yeah, it's it's weird with all the extra fuel you got to bring and all that stuff. So, okay, you mentioned that the fun kind of stuff you do with with you know, whether you're out on the trail or whether you're running and you got some vids man that are just awesome. You do a lot of running races like outside of the trail, 5Ks, whatever. And you you like intentionally do some of them with that flair like you're describing. So in your opinion, what's the weirdest thing you've done in a running race? Wow. Um, there's a lot of them. And the whole, the genesis of this was, you know, they call them like fun 5K or some like a fun run or something. And, you know, everyone shows up in their normal stuff and it doesn't seem like there's much fun. And so I did did one in Crocs that was kind of the start and then the best one was after that uh me and a friend I went and bought a watermelon from the store we found a jogging stroller at a thrift store for like 10 bucks or something and we grabbed got okay. a <laughs> an old doll from Goodwill and we sort of did some plastic surgery <laughs> on the doll took the eyeballs out and some of it and the arms and we <laughs> drilled some holes in this uh, watermelon and we put the eyes in it. We made it a face. We put some um, arms on it. I put a diaper on it. It had a bottle, a wig, oh, and we named okay. it Kevin. And so, and then after all this, uh, <laughs> I had to run the 5K. So ran it. I didn't know that it was a trail 5K. And so my jogging stroller wasn't really set up for that but we made it work that brake kept rattling and engaging so it would like screech to a stop but i flew that <laughs> through that thing pretty well again it still managed like top 10 or something yeah oh my gosh <laughs> i okay when i saw i saw the video of that and it just looked like you had both a watermelon and then like a baby doll at the same time but you're saying you actually just made the watermelon the watermelon was the baby doll basically yeah we used the parts of the baby doll too enhance a watermelon into an actual personification of a baby, I guess. And you probably got some looks as you're passing people. Maybe you're demoralizing the racers. You're like, dude, I just got passed by a guy with a stroller who's has his brake engaged at the same time with the watermelon doll. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a lot of that. Uh, on the way to the start line in that yeah. video that I made, someone's like, is that a guy pushing a watermelon or some comment like that? And it was like, Yep, this is exactly what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the reaction we want. Well, I've got some suggestions for you. That creative suggestions for future races. All right. So my question to you is which of the following of the three following ideas I've got for you are you most likely to use on a future race? It could be 5K, whatever you want. If you want to use it on FKT, go for it. Um, number one, wear Heelys for your shoes and periodically skate past people. Maybe give them like a little sideways glance while you're doing it too. That's number one. Number two, dress as an elderly man, go full costume with makeup, hair, and a cane. You got to hobble to the start line, run the race, and then go back to using your cane to the finish, hobbling away from the finish line. Okay. This one I haven't seen. Like you've seen people wear like those, those like inflatable dinosaur costumes and that kind of thing, but... I want you to run your best wearing one of those like full size sumo suits. Whoa. Those like heavy duty. Yeah. Like you're probably more waddling than running at that point. But what you got, Jeff? Out of those three, which one are you most likely to do? I really love the old man idea, especially okay. if I have someone real good with makeup. <laughs> the Heelys is good too. That just, both of those are just really funny. Okay. Uh, you said you're connected to Hollywood. You got some Hollywood guys that are producing your movie. Surely they've got a makeup person that could, you know, like I'm old man, Jeff, for this race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it sounds perfect. Just full, fully embrace it, run really well. And then just like hold your back and hobble away at the end of that would be great. Especially yeah. if you could, beat some decent runners or something that's always the goal and yeah <laughs> greet them at the finish line after you you know after you finish you're just like there with the cane be like good job sonny yeah <laughs> all right yeah so i had somebody suggested something along those lines like for me as a teacher they, they thought it'd be cool if i if i got like the the old man makeup this is like when i was a lot younger too and that 
throughout the school year, I would just like slowly get younger and younger. So like <laughs> have less and less makeup on, like less gray hair, that kind of thing. And I thought that would take a lot of effort, but, but I don't know if the kids would actually notice. It would just be like funny to me. 180 days of doing that, just Benjamin button yeah. yourself. <laughs> right. You could take, yeah, selfies and put it on Instagram or something. I don't know. All right. So I, I've listened to some interviews and I think the common question you get at the end or towards the end is like, so what's next? What's next for you, Jeff? But you know what? Not here. We're not going to ask that question because I'm going to tell you what should be next. I've got a challenge for you. Okay. Yeah, for this, you ready? I'm ready, yeah. Okay, because you're an FKT guy, and a few months ago in Yosemite, my buddy Rocky and I, we set an FKT on a 50-mile loop in Yosemite called the Red Peak Pass Loop. This is actually first done by Alex Honnold, strangely enough, kind of circling back to the beginning of our discussion. Um, but he didn't submit it. He didn't, like, you know, straw it, garment it, whatever. So he just, like, posted they did it you know on instagram that was like it wasn't last summer it was the summer before that and so we did we made it official in august but we're old dudes you're young you're way faster and then on top of that we did it like after this after the winter where they had crazy snow okay and so in August, the the high mountain peaks, like they were still covered, like not just the north facing side, but the south facing side. So we were, so it just took us forever, basically. Essentially, like we set the FKT, but this has got to be for for somebody like you, this has got to be one of the easiest ones to beat. So if you're if you find yourself in the area, you're looking for a long training day, and you want to defeat an established FKT, Red Peak Pass Loop. All right. What's what's involved in this? Where does it start in the valley and climb up Red Peak Pass, I'm assuming? Yeah, good call. So, I, yeah, so it sounds like you know you somebody a little bit. I know you did the John Muir Trail. Um, it starts somewhere near Glacier Point, and then it starts with the descent, and then it goes, um, if you go to the left, you kind of connect with the John Muir Trail as it heads towards Half Dome, but you actually go to the right around the loop, up over the Clark Mountain Range. The high point's 11,700 feet. You loop back around and you eventually get to like Merced Trail Camp where it oh, yeah. then kind of loops back towards Glacier Point. And so, um, so yeah, the, the, the toughest miles are earned the first, I want to say 40% of the trail. Okay. So, I like this. Yeah. I've yeah. backpacked a lot of that trail, it sounds like. So I just got to put it together and yeah. do an FKT. <laughs> <laughs> Our time was terrible. So you could probably just show up and get it and achieve it. And so, um, we had only, we only did one other FKT and it was like immediately defeated once we posted it, once we established it, it'd be an, it'd be an honor for us to have somebody as prestigious as yourself take us down. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The goal is to get out to the Yosemite area this summer. So, I mean, maybe I okay. could just add it to the list. Yeah, just put it on the list. Just like, you know, oh, by the way, on Saturday, I'm going to go take off and do this and get my, my stuff together. And honestly, like the trail conditions were so bad, like bridges were washed out. Everything's overgrown. We had to navigate a good section of it. I bet all that's going to be taken care of by next summer. Let's hope so. Then, it, yeah, it'll just be a yeah. walk in the park at that point. Literally, literally. <laughs> all right. Keep us posted. And, and also keep us posted on when your videos out on a streaming service. We'll definitely share that with, with our folks because we're excited to watch it. Yeah. In the meantime, where can we find you to keep updated on all the amazing things you're doing? Where can we, where can we go? Yeah. Uh, freeoutside.com, the free outside on, on Instagram and then free outside on everything else. And yeah, if anyone's into reading still these days, uh, there's a book called free outside <laughs> that I wrote. Um, yeah, kind of the whole, the whole brand's under free outside. So free outside. keep it pretty simple. Okay, we'll have all that in our show description. We'll have, uh, we got your book. We have your your socials and all that stuff. So, Jeff, man, thank you so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love the ideas for what to race in next. I, <laughs> I, I thought about Healy's, but not the old man style where you just trick everyone else at the race. That's really good. All right, let me know if you do that. We've got to get a video on that. That's awesome. All right, thanks again, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. All right, man. What'd you think about that? I mean, my, Michael Jordan, bro. That that's a tall. <laughs> that just jumped out. I mean, that's a tall claim. I mean, yeah. I think for Michael Jordan of backpacking, I think he, like he was 
Michael Jordan did it over the duration of a long career. So I think he's got to get some more years in some of Michael Jordan is to, right. to fully embrace that claim. I think, think so. I mean, would Michael Jordan hike Antarctica in like trunks and a t-shirt? Is that Michael Jordan? No. Or is that crazy? Like I don't- Michael Jordan was always, he was like, he had his game jersey on mm. or he had suits on. It was like one or the other, right? One or the other. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he would hike Antarctica in a suit. Well, at the at the Olympics, he had like a windbreaker, you know, outfit on. Yeah, wasn't that that was a controversial thing, wasn't it? That was the one where he had to cover it with like a towel or something because he had it was like an Adidas logo and he's a Nike guy. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I think so I've heard he, that. he didn't want to do that. He, yeah, that was a big to do. That was a big to do. That was a big to do. Yeah. I mean, that's like somebody saying you're like the Michael Jordan of growing hair, but like you don't, you know, that's not true. So. It's just you, so you're saying Jeff knows that that's not true about. I'm himself. saying Jeff needs longevity, like you're saying. I think uh, okay. the more people who jump on board with that, I think that's how the legend grows. You know, like if his if his like grandma said that, I mean, and you claim it, I don't know if that does that count. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who, yeah, it wasn't his grandma that said. I don't know. He said he had been called that. Mm. I don't know that he was claiming that. He's just sharing okay. Okay. one of his intros. But okay. you're right. I I agree with you on that one for sure. I think if he comes on one of our backpacking trips, maybe maybe he can definitely up that level, up to, up to that status well, level yeah. for sure. Then we can grade him. Yeah, you can grade him. Get out your your grader yeah. and and do that. <laughs> what is my grader? What's my grader? I, I don't know. It's in your head. Some kind of weird <laughs> grading my, system. Get something out that's in my head. That well, Jeff, okay. you climb that hill with a great pace. You're uh, more of a Carl Malone, not a Michael. Jo- I mean, I could see you doing something <laughs> like that. You know, like more of a John Stockton kind of guy. <laughs> When I when he made the basketball reference, I'm like, ooh, Derek's all in on this one. I know he's gonna have some stuff to say. <laughs> For sure. All right. So, what did you think For about sure. me challenging him with the FKT that Rocky and I literally just set a few months ago? Foolish on your part. Why? Because he'll destroy it. I mean, it, yeah. He, so what? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's not. Is that is that really a challenge for him though? Probably not. It's like a training day for him. It's probably. like a, it's like an <laughs> afternoon. He's also way younger than us, so there's that. I mean, that does help. Youth, youth, youth helps. That's true. Right. Unsupported. That's pretty impressive, though, all these unsupported things he's been doing. That's 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 impressive. Yeah, here's what's... Okay, backstory about some of the FKTs, some of these long trail FKTs, somebody will set one, and then that person that set the record will go back and, like, support or help mm. somebody else who's trying to break their own record. That's the community, though. Yeah, it's very friendly, very nice. That's the beauty but of the community. Don't, we th- don't you think in the backpacking community, we need, some, we need some sort of like rivalry. We need like a Magic Johnson, mm. Larry Bird. We need somebody mm. to be like, you can't break this. Like that record I just set is unbreakable or at least it's unbreakable by you and have some sort of rivalry. We got we to gotta kind of set that up. This is where I think your grading system could really come in handy. Like you grade right. his his FKT. Like, yeah, you beat the time, but like mm, right. maybe like a B. I think you could do better. Like just start. But see, that would only matter if I actually physically had the capability to beat his record. Then I could set that rivalry up, but I'm not that guy i need to find somebody who's you know in their late like mid to late 40s who's more on par with me and then we need to start tar- mm. talking smack to each other nothing like a mid 40s fkt rivalry going on to just stir everybody get them excited you know the backpacking community is anything man i don't care <sighs> if, if if i'm entry level and then somebody else ups the game like jeff it just needs something let's just find you a nice 45 six seven year old and we'll, we'll we'll try it out all right you got I a got, lot i think there. i got one I got a couple contenders. We'll talk about that later, though. Okay. All right. All right so, anything else from that? I mean, I feel like uh, I, I, you had a suggestion of running the like a five k in an old man outfit or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, I think he should dress up like an Oompa Loompa, okay. and then run it like that. That's a good one too. You know, maybe sing the song a little bit. But what did he? How did he respond to that? Did he say when I said dress up like an old man, like an elderly man? Did he say you mean dress like Derek? Is that what he said? I think we, again, need to have your ears checked and okay. your, your mind checked as well. So listening skills. Um, no, he said it's uh, it's more like. <laughs> what did he say? You were, he was what like, say, oh, so I'm, just, you don't remember I'm going to dress up like Carl and just do okay. what Carl okay. would do is what he said. That makes sense. So, I, yeah. I believe you. Absolutely. All right. So Oompa Loompa instead. And maybe if you've been part of the interview, you could have suggested that. Like paint himself orange, you know, yeah. green hair, the whole thing. Maybe show up to more interviews and you can do that. Wow! Wow! This is this is the vibe right here <laughs> that'll get that that rivalry going. You know, actually, this is the first one you've missed in a long time. You've been doing good. Yeah, thanks. All thanks, right. Greater. Thanks. All right. Okay, so we've got. Let's see. You've got trivia this time, right? I got trivia. Are you ready? It ready. is. I, let's see. What did I? What did I call it? I don't think I have a name for it. Okay, this is like long trail trivia okay. coming up right after this. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. 
It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's January, folks. You've recommitted yourself to getting back in shape, eating better, planning bucket list trips. Our good friend Roan from Summit Strength will help you get fit, strong, and resilient so you can conquer your 2024 adventures. Rowan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail-ready for all circumstances, rocky conditions, steep grades, sustained climbs, friends like Derek. Reach out to him at summitstrength.com.au, and thanks, Rowan, for sponsoring this trivia. All right, Derek, what you got? Wow. All right, we got long trail trivia. Here we go. Three questions. Can you do it? Yes. Number one. Number one. There's a hiker named Nina Mooch Bridges, I believe you know. Uh-oh. Set the most recent recorded supported record on the Colorado Trail. How fast did she do it? Did she do it in eight days, 10 days, 12 days, or five days? Yikes. Okay. And, I, and I'm kind of like rounding. I'm not going to be like, you know, X amount of days in 10 hours. I'm just kind of rounding. Yeah, just yeah so that's fine. Know. I just don't know why I haven't heard of this person. Was this, was this from last summer? I feel like we've heard of Mooch. The Mooch. Well, you talk about mooching all the time, so that makes sense. But wow, it's either the five or the eight. So Jeff did it supported. No, sorry, unsupported in ten days. So it has to be faster than that. So it's got to be the eight or the five. So if you did it in five days, it's like a hundred miles a day. So I'm gonna go eight days. That is correct. Oh, eight I got days. One. Look at you okay. breaking it down. I don't know how fast you were googling, but nice job. Very fast. Uh, number two. According to one study, about 3 million thru-hikers head out each year. Wow. The Is that really? Like across in, the world? In the a- in, can I finish the question? No. May, may I? No. May I? I'll finish the question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the okay, question. Okay, sorry. According to one study, about 3 million thru-hikers head out each year on the Appalachian Trail. That seems like, that seems like way too much by a hundredfold. I, I'm just... Telling you what I'm reading here. Okay. About how many actually finish like, out of 3 million? Is it like 50,000? Is it like <laughs> I don't believe 200? It. I don't believe the 3 million for the first part, so I don't know how to answer this well, question. This is the stat. I'm telling you the stat. I'm okay. not making it All up. Right. I'm gonna, I actually am going to Google how many. Can I do that? Oh, you want to Google it in the middle of the question? I want to I want to, I want to confirm uh-huh. this is a real question because that seems like a crazy impossible number. Oh, my gosh. Three, think about that. You're, that. You're, think about 3 million on the same trail. Think about that. I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about how weird it is that you're you're uh, investigating my my question. Well, I, I'm asking permission. Can I can I Google? Can I confirm that first step? When have we When have we ever Googled mid question? Uh, a lot. I should always tell you. <laughs> Where, you think? Do you think I just pulled this number out of my my? You know, like what I you, think what that you, you misread. I, I think that you are still learning numbers. Wow! Wow! Wow. Can you just roll with it, please? Cl- clearly, you, you're not. Well, I, okay, I, I'm going to look it up after then because I want to confirm. All right, of go ahead. 50,000. Of course you look it up after. 
Yeah. Is it fifty? Is it two hundred and fifty thousand? Is it three thousand? Is it every one of them? All three million? <laughs> or is it is it only Carl has finished it and nobody else? I don't even want to do that trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, I would guess 3,000. 3,000 is correct, they said, about a small... Okay. That's a very small percentage, right? Yeah, it's definitely a small percentage, but I just think that 3 million is an impossible number. Right, I'm going to look at it real quick. I looked it up, so I found 3 million, so you're right about that, but it's not through hikers, it's people that use the trail. So that could be day hikers, that could be section hikers, that could be sectionhiker.com, that could be all those guys. Sectionhiker.com, your favorite It doesn't guy. matter, I got it right, but... But think about three million people starting like around the same time. That's that's like it's like a more than an army. You're talking about like all the orcs from Mordor plus Saruman's orcs times wow. like a hundred attacking a very thin trail. You should have been a you should have been a battle commander. I mean, is Napoleon like got nothing on you? Because okay. you could go up to him and be like, "Hey, three million people is more than an army." Yeah. Napoleon. Okay. Wow. You, 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 you got to uh, deflect if you want to. Look. If you want to Google your life away, Google your life away. It's fine. <laughs> Number three, you're two for two. You just be excited about uh, it. 2024 um, goal for you is take ownership of something. So The 2024 <laughs> goal for you is to grow hair and get trivia right. Okay? Number three. I've already got it right. According, I'm just, this is a rarity for you to get all three. So okay, it is. Everybody knows it. According to the stats, one ultra through hike trail is by far the most popular. I'm not going to give you multiple choice on this one. I can give you a hint if you have no idea. What's an ultra through hike trail? I don't. I don't know how they class. It's super long. I don't know. I it's don't it's really one know that I've heard of. I take it. Yes. Okay. This is easier than you think. Is the most popular. I think Appalachian Trail is the most popular through hike trail by far, but I doubt you do two Appalachian Trail questions in a row. Ultra through hike trail. I don't know what that means. I guess it means a lot longer than a typical through hike. I don't know. Oh. I don't know how they class. I don't I'm not like a, a professional classifier of trails. You can miss it. It's fine. You're gonna get to. Just give up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it sounds like it's not the Appalachian Trail based no, on No, it's not. It's not the Appalachian Trail. Is that your guess? Okay. That was your guess? Or is that like a feeling? <laughs> it's not my guess. I'm trying to Oh, you were I don't feeling know, it. I don't out. know okay. a lot of trails that are longer other than like the Great Western Loop, but you wouldn't think of you wouldn't have that as a commonly referenced trail. Ultra through high trail, like Trans America. I don't. I don't know what you. They they say it's the PCT. That's similar. That's that's similar distance to the Appalachian. You were implying that it was like longer than that. It's the most popular though, okay. based on how many people actually go on the trail. Right. On it, so. that's interesting. There you go. Two out of three. All right, not bad. That's good. Okay, for you. Yeah, I don't know what ultra means. I just think through. I don't trail. either. I think it's just. I don't know. All right. You want to Google it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I got, I got a couple tidbits for you. Okay, all right. Okay, so actually, what, you have a tidbit because I emailed you. I'm not sure if you got that. We got like a sort of yeah. like an email review. It was actually reviewed on Facebook too by yeah, Matt it. Trail Dog from Virginia. Did you get that? Yeah, I got it right here. Okay, so you can read all or part of it, sum it up, however you want to do it. Okay, let me read this. It's a, I love the podcast and anxiously await uh, a new episode every week. I am a delivery driver and listen to you both for quite literally hours at a time. I'm pretty sure I listened to every episode in a little over two weeks. That's impressive in itself right there. Yeah, that's a little too much Derek. My too much. I don't think that's possible. From start until now, and I got to say, you guys got a great thing going. Does he really know us that well? I mean, do we have a great thing going, Carl? <laughs> After 266 episodes, <laughs> I think people probably know us. People have said it before in different ways, but you guys are the best example of, of best friends I have ever seen or heard. Well. Who's your, okay, am I, am I your best friend? There's a lot of behind the scenes that he doesn't know, you know? Yeah, this guy drives me nuts. No. <laughs> no, he's one of my best friends for sure. Derek okay. is quick, witted, and kind of, I love this, cute, stupid, like a kitten that keeps staring at itself inquisitively in the mirror. We'll get to okay, that. Okay, stop it right there. Stop <laughs> right there. Do you have a response to that? <laughs> my response to that, that's, that's a bold claim. I don't know if he's trying to flatter us or insult us at the same time. Both. He's definitely it's, doing It's both. like a backhanded compliment, but... That's like not an a compliment. Insult? I would not want to be called that. You're kind of a cute, stupid. Wow. Well, Matthew, um, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know if you've ever done a podcast, especially with Carl, but there's a lot of production, post-production, pre-production. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of character stuff we'll do. 
It's called, you know, acting. So I think sometimes we'll pretend we're doing You're not stuff. acting. I'm not acting. These are who oh, we are, Oh, you're man. not acting. No, this is you for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'll do a lot of stuff I don't normally do, though, for sure. Just to, you that's know, yeah, I'm, the, I'm the funny guy. So I got to do stuff that's uh, funny because Carl, I'm carrying Carl as well, Matt. So that I is know. incorrect. I, I think I've told this story before, but what? like I'm talking, nobody's listening. You're talking, nobody's listening. Uh-huh. We're talking together. For whatever reason, people would stop and they would listen to us like when we're out on the trail. This is who you are, man. This is the, this is the absurdity of our relationship. Correct. You might think, okay, uh, to, to, Jer- to Derek's defense, you might think you called him cute, stupid. He did, He's very funny and he'll say some ridiculous things for sure. P- Derek is actually like a very highly intelligent person. Like he is super I, smart. I don't need you to defend me. I know I'm this smart. Is what, this not, is what friends do, a- man. They have each other's back right there. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. I mean, somebody called me cute. I'll take that as okay. it is. You know, that's a rarity. Right. So thank you for calling me cute. Now he can bash me. What, what do you say about me? And for Carl, I love this too. This is this is probably my favorite part of the whole email because it's so condescending. And Carl, <laughs> dear, dear Carl. <laughs> like that, that, that chunk alone is just like, oh, poor, sweet, little, stupid yeah. Carl. The only man to have ever, wait, the only man to ever have a joke rejected by Laffy Taffy. Seriously, though, <laughs> you might try, you might not be funny, but your attention to detail is very much appreciated. So few people have that anymore. Ouch. Wrong on both accounts, Matt. Wrong. You so might first of not all, be funny. How he's referring to the intros, right? Where, where we got the dad jokes. Sure. And I think a lot of people get confused by like the purpose behind dad jokes. So mm. you tell a dad joke as mm. an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. You tell a dad joke to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. But they're not always meant to be laugh out loud funny. In fact, most of the time they're not. That's just kind of what dads are trying to do. They're morale boosters. They're True. morale boosters. True. And I'm trying to boost your morale, Matt. I'm sorry if I failed at that. But also, wrong about attention to detail. I still struggle with attention to detail. Derek, how many times have we, like, I don't over know, we've, and over. been recording a guest? Nonstop. Or we're, we're interviewing a guest, and we forget to hit record, or we're recording ourselves, and we have to, like, start over. Yeah, that is not my strength. It's called being middle-aged, and we all suffer from that. So I, I don't fault you for that at all. I'm here to, to help you with that. But I will say, if we both did the intros the same way, it gives me nothing to harass you about. And that steals some of the fun away. Right? Yeah. You have your own style. We talked about the season one, season two, or season two, season three. We didn't do it season one. And right. I think that is what makes it fun. Is because So here's understand. what's funny about the intro thing is that we had, so Derek used to just do it by himself and I didn't ever respond. And then finally I'm like, I'm not taking it from Derek. And so I started responding with my own intros for him. And then we yeah. had a dude like give pushback on that. He's like, Carl, like you need to stop doing that. <laughs> We still get people that go back to that first and second season and hear the pushback on that and respond to that guy's complaints. And they're like, no, Carl, you got to keep giving it to Derek. So that's where the, I don't know. I I don't know. That's where, that's where I think that we're doing things we normally wouldn't typically do. That's just part of it. Yeah. Part of a show. It's called entertainment. You know? Okay. Don't believe everything you see and read on TV, Matt. I I mean, just a newsflash. Not real. A lot of us not real. (laughs) It is real. You are real. This is who you are. Stop trying to pretend. Next, Matt's going to tell me those reality shows are all fly by the seat of your pants and real and not scripted whatsoever. The, is that what he's going to tell me? <laughs> don't don't tell me that, Matt. Don't tell the me. The last part of his email was if you read the if you read this email on the podcast, I'll join Patreon. Is what he said, and I was like, Matt, just so you know, we never try to. We're not salespeople. We we're not trying to convince people to join Patreon if they want to. We so appreciate them. Um, but people have like actually reached out to me being like, you know, why don't you sell me on this? Like, why, why do you deserve my Patreon support? I'm like, pitch it. It's not who we are. We're not, we're just trying to put a good show out there. And if you want to keep, you know, keep our show going, then great. And, and Matt, before obviously we read this, he actually joined Patreon. So he's our latest Patreon supporter from Virginia. Virginia is for lovers on the license plate. So Matt, thank you. Thank you. We're calling him out. Now he's committed to the $5 a month. Welcome. Well, and I want to get, so he actually, he, I emailed back and forth with him a couple times. He actually has some really good stuff and we're going to bring up some of his stuff on future episodes. He's a really, he's like an ideas guy, which I appreciate. Right. But he said, so he had, I think it was his um, wife, Amber and his son Lawson in the car. And he was like driving Lawson to school, dropping him off, or whatever. And he's like, he puts on our show and they're like, ah, we don't want to listen to your podcast. And then they listen to it, and then, like, the next day, they're like, actually, can you put that podcast back on? <laughs> so I, right. that, that kind of warmed my heart. So Precious. shout out to Amber and Lawson. Thanks for putting up with us and being willing to listen to us. Love well. it. Thank you, everybody, for those. Thanks, yeah. Matt. Yeah. All right. So, okay. I think 
Let's see here. I think that's all I got. Oh, I got, if, speaking of Patreon, if you're looking to get more content, I got, we got five fake problems you're still trying to solve as our latest bonus episode mm. for the month of January. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, consider Check it. joining the family. That's all I got, my friend. That's all I got. That's all I got. Guys, thank you very much for sticking with us and uh, hearing the interview about the FKTs. And uh, we will see you next time. Remember, guys, if you want to do an FKT and beat Carl's time, all you have to do is walk. (laughs) I'm getting a uh, message here. Uh, Just an email right here. Oh, this just in. Matt. Uh, did not mean stu- cute, stupid. He saw a picture of me on the podcast in a very strapping, uh, yeah, uh, wonderfully designed backpacking blisters t-shirt. And I think he meant to say stupid cute because I looked that good. So thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.